Welcome back to our series on Proverbs. Good to have you here today. Today we're going to be talking about the poor. The poor is a topic that is um, very prominent in Scripture, particularly in the Old Testament, but also in the New. And so uh, think about it with me. In the, in the Old Testament law, uh, God gave laws regarding the poor when it came to um, people uh, harvesting their crops. And the rule was that you couldn't harvest to the very corners of your field and you had to leave what was dropped in the field because these were things for the poor. And the poor would come through the fields of private landowners and would glean. That meant that they would pick up things that were dropped by the harvesters. They would go to the corners of the field and, and harvest the unharvested grain that was in that part of the field. And so this was a way, it was a welfare system, a way of taking care of the poor. That was mandated by God in the law. Also, when it came to sacrifices, there were different rules for poor people. Uh, whereas a, a normal person would bring maybe a, a lamb or a sheep or a, um, even a bull, uh, a poorer person could bring a bird, a dove, or some grain. There were provisions for the poor in the... Deuteronomy 24, 15, if we could go there. Let's read this together. Pay them their wages each day before sunset, and them would be the day laborers. These would be people who lived pretty much hand to mouth. They worked during the day so that they could eat at night. He says, pay them their wages each day before sunset, because they are poor and counting on it. Otherwise, they may cry to the Lord against you, and you will be guilty of sin. So God was mindful of the plight of the poor, and he, he made laws concerning it. Let's go back to Exodus 23, 6. Uh, this is another case in which God had the poor in mind. He says, do not deny justice to your poor people in their lawsuits. And so um, uh, reminding uh, people that it wasn't who people were in terms of their wealth that mattered, but uh, because a person was a human being, they all demanded the, the equal kind of uh, justice in court. Let's go on to Ezekiel 16, 49. You might remember in reading this passage that one of the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah was not just um, the, the sexual perversion of the city, but that they did not help the poor and the needy. You can see that in the last part of this verse. And then Jesus, as he was prophesied in the book of Isaiah 61.1, uh, the spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. That was an, uh, that was an identifier of Jesus. And then when he came and actually began to preach, he quotes this um, from Isaiah 61.1 and, and says, today scripture is being fulfilled in your midst. So uh, the poor of the land were very much on God's heart and he intended for them to be cared for. He didn't look down on them. He viewed them as uh, people of worth and he expected us to treat them with uh, the same kind of regard. Uh, 
He told a rich man uh, who wanted to follow him to sell all that he had and give it to the poor. One of his main teachings on heaven, Jesus used the example of Lazarus, a poor beggar who when he died, the angels came and ushered him into heaven to Abraham's side. And then uh, I think of Zacchaeus when he became a believer. It doesn't say that Jesus told him to do this, but uh, when he realized uh, that he had been forgiven by Jesus, what he did was he gave half of all that he owned to the poor. And that was just sort of, uh, sort of a natural reaction of his newfound faith. So no wonder that Proverbs would also be full of teaching about the poor and our treatment of the poor. So I'd like for us today to look at some passages from Proverbs that have to do with the poor. And uh, we will do that at this time. Let's start with verse 1917. Verse 1917. This is going to be from the New Revised Standard Version. And uh, let me just stop for a minute and say why I'm using this version on this particular verse. Most of the Proverbs in the book of Proverbs that are two lines in your Bible are um, seven words in the original Hebrew language. The typical proverb, two-line proverb, would have four Hebrew words in the first line and three Hebrew words in the second line. And uh, in our English translations, some of our uh, the philosophy of our translators has been to be um, overly cautious about, uh, about conveying meaning. And so in their attempt to create the proper meaning, they offer, often um, give, uh, they often use many words. And so it's not conveying the form of the original. And I believe that one of the keys to Proverbs is that they're to be remembered. That was God's intent. And that's why he inspired them in this form, which was a, a Hebrew form uh, that was used in conveying these Proverbs. Seven words, four words in the first line, three in the second. This was, this was uh, varied at times. Uh, one of our passages, in fact, I think next week, the key passage that we're going to use will have four words in the first line and four words in the second line. But mostly, it was four in the first line, three in the second. And this particular uh, version of this scripture is closest to the original that I could find. So I, I wanted to use it. Let's read it. It's powerful, and it's easy to be remembered. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and will be repaid in full. Say it with me, would you? Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and will be repaid in full. Um, it's so clear, it's so plain. And uh, so let's talk about it. But remember it, because uh, if you left today forgetting what I taught, but remembering this verse, you would be miles ahead because uh, that verse is an important one to take with you. Okay, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. Kindness to the poor is like kindness to the Lord. You can see that in that verse. And you can also see that in several other uh, proverbs 
in the book of Proverbs. Let's go to 1431. Whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Do you see what's, what uh, the Lord has done here? He's tied our treatment of the poor to our treatment to God. He's saying, when you treat the poor in a disrespectful manner, it's like disrespecting me. Wow. Never thought of that. Um, this past week, I was, I think, disrespectful to someone that called me on the phone. Someone I didn't know who was from an insurance company. And um, I reacted harshly at first. And I thought, oh, as I hung up the phone, I didn't want to do that. Uh, when we treat poor people with contempt, God feels that. Go to verse, um, chapter 17, verse 5. Whoever mocks the poor shows contempt for their maker. You may not have ever thought that if you mocked some poor person on the street that you were actually mocking God. That's how God takes it. Maybe this brings to mind a passage from Matthew 25. I know it did for me as I read these verses. Jesus is speaking, and he says this. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then let's go on to verse 40. The king will reply. Well, uh, let, me, let me talk just a little bit about how people responded to that. They said to the Lord, Lord, when did we ever see you in this condition? I don't, I don't recall that I ever saw you like this. And the king will reply, truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. And so Jesus was telling his followers that when you, when you minister to the poor, you're ministering to me. Jesus is saying that. And uh, the, the very same concept then is communicated in the book of Proverbs in these three passages that we looked at there. Another thing to consider when we're considering uh, God's uh, desire for us in the way that we treat the poor is uh, uh, how God advocates for the poor. Would you look at Proverbs 22, verses 22 through 23? Do not exploit the poor because they are poor, and do not crush the needy in court. For the Lord will take up their case and will exact life for life. And so God is saying, <laughs> um, if you don't want to be dealing with me, you better treat these poor people um, justly. And if you choose not to, guess who's going to be their lawyer? It's going to be me. How would you like to be in court against God? Uh, that would be a fearful thing, but that's exactly what we face if we choose to treat poor people unfairly or unjustly. Let's go to one other passage. Proverbs 23, 10 and 11. Um, Do not move an ancient boundary stone 
Uh, let's talk about that for just a minute. What the writer of the Proverbs here is talking about is, is the property lines of, or the property markings for people's land. And the land was given by, uh, really initially it was given by lot. Each family, each tribe was given specific land and uh, then each family within the tribe was given specific land. That was meant to be theirs forever. They were never to uh, have to part from that land, yeah, their, their descendants. And God took that very seriously and uh, did not countenance anyone who would move a boundary stone or try to weasel in on somebody's land. And so he says, do not move an ancient boundary stone or encroach on the fields of the fatherless. In other words, poor people. Let's go on to the next verse. For their defender is strong and he will take up their case against you. Who is their defender? Capital D. It's God. So you start messing with the poor and you're going to be dealing with God. He's going to be coming against you. There's some good consequences for good treatment of the poor. Let's look at those. Let's go back to Proverbs 22, verse 9. The generous will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. So people who share their food with the poor will be blessed. Think about that. Um, do, you, uh, do you plan your budget? so that there's a little bit extra for others in that budget? Can you afford uh, sending a meal to someone who needs it? Uh, plan it that way. Get a car that's a little less expensive so you have a little more in your fund for others. And uh, be able to do those spontaneous, uh, generous things that are called on for all of us from time to time. Okay. Let's go to another one. If, if a king judges the poor with fairness, his throne will be established forever. Think about that. It's talking about a king there, but take the principle and apply it to your own life. If a businessman, let's say, treats the poor with fairness, his business will be established forever. Would that be okay to say that? If a teacher... Te uh, treats the poor in her class with fairness. Her position will be established and secure. I'm just thinking of other ways of saying it. I hope you get the point. No matter what your and my position in life is, if we treat the poor fairly, um, we're going to be treated fairly by the Lord. In fact, more than fairly, we're going to be treated very well by him. Let's look at some consequences for bad treatment of the poor. Whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. You know, do we just have a hard heart towards people who are in need? And uh, then people are going to have a hard heart towards us when we're in need. Okay, let's look at 28.8. Whoever increases wealth by taking interest or profit from the poor amasses it for another who will be kind to the poor. I want you to stay on this verse for just a minute. 
This verse is um, extremely um, impressed on my mind because I was involved in, a, in Youth for Christ ministry in the state of Wisconsin for 10 years. And uh, one of the places where we took students for retreats was a place called Green Lake, Wisconsin. Green Lake was a, a, a huge estate that was owned by the mafia, owned by the mafia from Chicago. They would come up there for retreats. They had these incredible buildings and um, wonderful grounds. It was like, you know, if you were in England, you would think it was made for a king or the queen of England. And uh, guess what happened? When the mafia hit bottom, when they finally were brought to court and to justice, this was taken from them. And it was offered um, on the market. Let me put it this way. It was given to the American Baptists for a dollar. Given to the American Baptists for a dollar. And they developed it into a Christian retreat center. Every time we went there, I would think about that. And think about, here we are. We're bringing kids here to hear about Jesus. And this was given for that purpose. But it was, it was bought and paid for by the mafia. You see, they increased their wealth by taking interest and profit from the poor. But they were just amassing it for others who would be kind to the poor. This Baptist organization that made it available then to other organizations who would tell people about Jesus. What a great principle, but what a sobering principle. One thing I want you to consider today is the plight of the poor. I'm not sure that if you've never been there, you can fully understand what it's like to be poor. But... um, the writer of the Proverbs had an idea. Let's, let's look at some of the things that he says. Uh, Proverbs 14, 20. The poor are shunned even by their neighbors, but the rich have many friends. You know, I, we live in a great neighborhood. I, I could go to any one of my neighbors um, if I had a need, and they would, they would be there for me, for my wife. They would come to our aid. We've, we've called on them at times, you know, had a package delivered at the house and we're out of town and we called one of them and they ran over and got our package for us. Just great neighbors. Okay, the poor are shunned by their neighbors. And uh, think about that, to be living among people who would not even stand up for you. Look at this passage, 1823. The poor plead for mercy, but the rich answer harshly. In other words, they're asking for just a little more time to pay the bill. And the rich say, no, no grace for you. That's the kind of life that these people lead. Proverbs 19, 7. The poor are shunned by all their relatives. How much more do their friends avoid them? Though the poor pursue them with pleading, they are nowhere to be found. And so 
the poor are shunned by their friends and their relatives. They, they won't even listen when they call for help. That's, a, that's an awful life. And the Lord hears the cries of those kind of people. Um, let's stop for just a minute because I, I know that in our society today, not everyone who is poor is poor because um, they, haven't, they have not had opportunity to um, have enough to live on. In other words, people have squandered their wealth. They've squandered maybe a good job. They've squandered um, a way to make a living. And uh, perhaps through addictions, um, they've lost all their money. They've lost their family or whatever. And so we, we sometimes um, view them differently than we do people who are trying to do the best they can and yet don't have enough to make it. It's, it's easier to be compassionate towards someone who makes the effort even though um, they still don't have enough. We're more inclined to be kind towards them. That's a difficult issue to to solve in our minds. But um, let me just say this. Let's let's save the answer to that for just a a minute or two. I want us to cover a little more ground before we go on. So let's go back to our original uh, proverb that we're hoping we can leave today having memorized. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and will be repaid in full. Say it with me. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and will be repaid in full. So how can we be kind to the poor? One way, obviously, is through money. We can give them money. However, not everyone who gives money to the poor is kind to them. Um, some of us may give money to the poor just so that we don't have to deal with them. And we can salve our conscience and say we're, we're helping the poor, uh, but I, you know, don't let them come to the door of my house. I don't want to have any contact with any poor person because they smell, um, they're, they're awkward to be around. And so we're kind to them in the sense that we'll, we'll pass money through some other source to get to them. Um, I'd like you to think about what uh, James, the brother of Jesus, had to say about being kind to the poor. Would you look at, with me at James 2, verses 2 through 7? Suppose a man comes into your meeting, and this meeting would be uh, a gathering of believers, okay? Wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you. But say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? 
Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the holy, the noble name of him whom, to whom you belong? Well, James cuts right through, doesn't he? So there's, there's more to being kind to the poor than just giving money. It's also seeking them out as people, showing them respect, being interested in their lives. Want to just, where, where can we find people like this to relate to? I mean, does that mean we stop at every corner where there's a person asking for money and, you know, park our car and go over and sit down and put our arm around that person? Uh, not necessarily. But what about um, when we go to a fast food place? I can pretty much guarantee that most of the people working in a fast food restaurant would be on the lower end of our uh, socioeconomic uh, scale. Are we showing interest in those people as we interact with them? People that work at Walmart or work in uh, places where you know that the wage is not that great and they're at an entry level position there. Uh, those would be people that we could watch for is there a way that I can show kindness to one of those people as I'm engaging with them? It may not involve money at all. It may simply be finding out about their life, um, encouraging them by a compliment, finding something that they've done well for you and thanking them for it, um, building people up like that that need our encouragement. There, there's also, uh, I don't want to... Um, bypass the whole thing of money because uh, that is an important way that we can help the poor. And there are some great organizations that we can give to that, uh, that really focus on helping the poor and helping um, in a long-term way and not just in a short-term way. We have some great organizations here in Springfield and I encourage you to seek those out um, I, I wish that I had uh, taken the time before I began teaching today to have jotted down some of the names of those organizations, but Food Harvest of the Ozarks is one. Um, Convoy of Hope, World Vision, Samaritan's Purse, to name a few. And what you can do with these organizations is you can check out their credibility um, in nonprofit. there's uh, there's apps that you can go to to find out how much of the, the money they take in is spent actually on the people that they're ministering to. And that's a good thing to know. So we can give to organizations that help people. We can give directly. In talking to people that I know who work directly with poor people, I've been told um, don't give money to people that you don't know. Um, if you can give uh, uh, items of, of food or uh, clothing or something like that, that's, that's a good thing. And uh, you, you can never go wrong by doing that. But to give money may not be wise because there are a number of people out there that would take the money immediately and use it for drugs or alcohol. And um, we're probably wanting our money to be more wisely spent than on those things. And so... Um, Yes, there's, there's ways that we can minister to the poor 
and we need to. And uh, today I'd like for us just to one more time look at the verse, the key verse for today, which is Proverbs 19, 17. And it says this, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and will be repaid in full. Let's make it our goal this week and in the weeks to come uh, to look for people that are poor and to be kind to them. Not to think of it just as money and what can I give, but to give, to give recognition, to give um, honor, to show respect, to um, listen. Some of the poor of our land are in nursing homes. There are people I know who um, have no money of their own. They get a $50 a month allowance or maybe a $25 a month allowance. That's all they get. They have a few sheets on a bed and a few items of clothing and that's their whole, uh, that's all they own. Can we go to a nursing home and minister to people there? I realize we have COVID concerns today, but uh, as those things open up, that would be a place where we could find poor people and uh, could just go and be with them, validate them, listen to them, pray with them. Um, And then as the Lord opens opportunities, when we're aware of people in need to be generous, to have managed our own budgets to the point that we would have money to spare for things like the poor. Those are some ideas, those are some thoughts that come from this study today. And um, I'm just glad that God gave us the book of Proverbs and gave us all these incredible sayings about the poor that are so concise and so short and so to the point that they can be remembered. Like, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and will be repaid in full. Let's pray together. God, as we pray today, may you bless the poor people of our land, people in our city, people in our um, realm of relationship. Would you give us the heart to honor them, validate them, find out about their lives, be interested in them, and make opportunity for them as well to be wise in the way that we do that, to have budgets that are flexible enough that we can spare uh, a few dollars, that we can make a meal and give it to someone in need, that we can uh, buy somebody some clothing or whatever else is needed. Uh, Be with us, Lord, and help us to represent you and the way that you would be relating to the poor of our land if you were here. We pray these things in Jesus' name.